0: Hey everybody, this is Kevin, a podcast for me, a podcast for me as well as a podcast for you, I'm your host, Kevin k Dog. somebody, this is a special podcast I do every year, um, this one's the Vetcast, Vetcast three. Three, 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 three. 3, that's what we're doing today, we're doing the Vetcast, and sometimes I notice that the, um, the way that my words come out across the microphone doesn't come out right. So when I say vet cast, I meant vet cast, because Veterans Day is today, 11-11-2019. To That's well, at least when I'm recording, I'm recording like about three hours before actual Veterans Day, but try to record, you know, before. Because I like to drink. That's what I do as a podcaster. Kidding. Uh, for vet, Veterans Day, I am recording a podcast, uh, drinking heavily. And uh, that's what us sailors do. That's our stereotype, so I am of that stereotype. Then again, I do love drinking. So, this Veterans Day, 2019... Uh, I will regale you of a Navy story. Let's see. Um, (laughs) There was this guy um, on the submarine. And uh, on the submarine, there's various tasks that we must do, uh, depending on what your job is. And one job in particular is getting rid of the poo of a submarine. So everyone that poos shits or piss or whoever flushes the toilet it goes into a sanitary tank and um, there's uh, on a los angeles class there is a uh, there's three um, sanitary uh, sanitary tanks it's uh they call san one two and three so that being said you got uh Like, usually one is the main where all poo goes. Two is kind of like where all the water is. And usually you pump that out. And then three is just pretty much everything else, leftovers. But one in particular is what we're going to talk about today. Sanitary tank one is where all the shit goes. 90% of it's shit. That's how it is. There's two ways to get shit out of a submarine. You have to pump it out or you have to blow it out. Okay, so pumping it out takes a while. I forgot the, the ratio of pumping it out. It's been a while, but uh, pumping it out is like an hourly thing. that takes a while to go out. Blowing it out is pretty quick. <laughs> it only takes maybe, I don't know, a minute or two because you're using air from one of the I forgot what the fuck it's called. Honestly, I forgot the layout of the ship and all that. It's been a while. We use air to blow out the shit. So the air just pressure pushes out the shit into the thing. That's what we would usually do. So when you you manipulate the valves to accomplish said feat, you have to make sure that a certain valve is closed, lest you want the shit to go in. In an area where people are at, and if you fuck this up, you can blow shit onto people who are sleeping in the torpedo room. That's just the way it is. Uh, the torpedo room is an area in which submarines were always crowded when I was in, and um, you would have um, the torpedo room. The torpedo room underneath where the torpedoes are at, and you would create this huge one-bed thing, you know, for all the sailors to sleep. Not all of them, but most of them, so a lot of overcrowding. That's where we would put the seals, but, uh, and this in particular was crew. <laughs> shit's funny, I forgot about all this. As I'm talking about I'm remembering it. And, um, that is what happens if you fuck up. If you fuck up the blowing of the sanitary tanks... That's where shit comes down. What happens when it comes out? Comes down like rain, raining shit. Okay. So now that I've laid the background, we had this one guy. He was a garbage individual. wasn't that great. Got kicked out of the navy. Um, you know what? What I know now, and um, what I knew then. I'm older now and more mature. I wish I had the maturity back then, but I fucking hated this guy. You know, when you're young and you're working, you would have, uh, you'd be doing a job and if someone was lazy and they're not at your level, you'd really hate on that person. And, um, the problem is because most people in life think they're inferior to others. More me than most. And I always felt inferior, so I always did a lot of shit. And, um... So I would do a lot of work. So I held everyone to my standard. If you weren't at my level, then you were garbage. And this guy was not at my level. And he was fucking lazy. This guy could not do no right. You know, he always fucked up. That's what he did. He so happened to be Navajo, which is kind of funny. In the instance that, he fucked up, as he would always do. And uh, he made it rain shit. So it's kind of funny having a Native American guy um, manipulating vowels to the point where he, he fucks up and makes it rain shit. You know, you you would think that this would be a joke. We made a couple of jokes, Indian jokes, like, oh, you're Indian, you made it dense shit. But reality is, as much as people think that people are racist, or, uh, yeah, it's pretty racist, uh, people aren't. We didn't um, really dwell on it too much. It was kind of funny seeing people with shit all over their faces. <laughs> and that is a Navy story from one vet to another, if you're listening to this. Seeing that this is a podcast for me, I'm actually saying this to myself. So it's a vet to vet. <laughs> but if you so happen to be a uh, vet and you're listening to the story, you never forget the... Uh, the rain dance the shit dance that a person does on the submarine which brings me to another thing I always make this comparison when it comes to um, protesting and such you know on a submarine we were able to make oxygen out of the water we were able to get rid of the co2 we were able to get rid of the carbon monoxide we were able to make refrigeration all sorts of stuff. It's kind of a weird thing that in the year 2019 that we can't figure a way to stop pollution, stop help the world, climate change, all that stuff. And I wonder if that's a thing in which, give me a second. Hmm. Drinking whiskey, America. I wonder if that's a thing in which, uh, why is this not loud enough? I don't know. Anyways, I wonder if that was a thing in which um, people are just, like, protesting as opposed to actually doing work. Or the whole system of the entire planet is so convoluted that uh, all the knowledge that's out there can't be aggregated to some kind of um, central fucking thing. And what would do that? What, AI? Uh, A person, maybe. Well, I don't think anyone's smart enough to aggregate the entire knowledge of all of human history. But I think it's there. The answer to saving the Earth is there. You know. Hmm. I've been on the Star Trek kick lately. I've been constantly, uh... What is this thing? Why does it look so low? I don't get this. Hmm. No settings have been changed. This has been a while since I've done podcast via microphone to to this not the pause to see make sure this is working so weird I'm not seeing a uh, pickup of the sound it maybe because the way I talk it's real low I don't know it's picking up now I turned on the gain quite a bit maximize the volume of the microphone so hopefully that's a big difference um, sorry if that's confusing to everybody. Anyways, I've been on the Star Trek kick. So I've been reviewing uh, Star Trek episodes and such, you know. And nothing says military than Star Trek itself, you know. um, Picard, man, he is such a cool character in uh, Star Trek history. He has a lot of... um, speeches that he says throughout the uh, entire episodes of Star Trek. And I wish... You know, I always liked Star Trek because it was kind of like... Well, I always liked Star Trek watching it as a kid. But I also like Star Trek as I'm older now because I was in the Navy. And Star Trek really emulates the military service as well. But the captain himself is a bit of a uh, a caricature of... um, what the best of humanity is. See, Picard is cool, because he gives a shit about everything. If there was a race of flies that became sentient of some sort, he would be all about it. Even if it was something as sub- simple as, um, I don't know, it'd be kind of funny if he was trying to defend the lives of, like, stupid f- aliens, which he does. You know what? In retrospect, there are a bunch of aliens that he's all trying to defend. Um, it's a crazy thing Star Trek is, because, um, I will watch this episode called, uh, a, I forgot, it's this alien, they, uh, the, the Starship Enterprise reaches this alien called Nagelum. What he does is, he's some kind of entity that wants to experiment on, uh, people. It's kind of a terrifying thing, right? Here you are in, in space. It's a pretty big, pretty big thing of space. It's not, like, small. And they're traversing, like, great huge distances. But even then, it's still kind of, like, random to see anything. But yet, the Enterprise always gets itself in these wonky kind of situations. And Nagelum is of as such. So it's kind of space entity that has, I don't know, godlike powers, basically. And traps the U- USS Enterprise and tests them out kind of creepy, you know, he even has, like, a fucked up face, I can't even believe that this is an episode in Star Trek, like, this is in the 90s, and they came up with this shit and he's killing crew member, and he's doing all sorts of shit to him and, uh <sighs> doesn't really bat an eye when this shit goes down he just, he just be he just, just be real, I don't know Stand by to stand by. Pretty crazy thing. They always got themselves these weird situations. You got this. They find this being called Q. Who's like infinitely powerful as well. They're always finding these infinite powerful people. There's this one where it's like a big slime monster. Stuck on a planet. Kills Tasha Yard. Some random incident. You know. Yeah but Picard always had like the coolest speeches. Like. It just doesn't doesn't make sense, you know, where you would say something like, hey, you're fired, and then he would have the greatest speech ever if that was the case. But he was always top dog because that's who he is, you know. You know, growing up watching Picard, I always thought he was a pretty boring captain. But as I'm older now, I'm like, man, Picard really had a lot of um, insight. He was well-written. It was like he had insight into humans, insight to himself, insight on others. He always had something to say, which was meaningful. You know, he couldn't just, uh, he's a great captain, really leader of men kind of guy, you know. There's a part where he dies, and um, Q uh, brings it back to life, gives him a second chance, says, Hey, look, if you uh, don't fight these guys, you'll have a heart, and this won't happen. So instead of taking chances and shit, he chooses a path where he was, you know, a coward. In a way, you know, very shy. And, um, he, he runs his life as it is. And it's pretty mediocre. Even the girl that he loves doesn't love him anymore because he's so mediocre. And, um, he gets to a point where he's just like, how can I get, uh, promoted to, how can I ever become captain? And then, um, Rikers there, and it's like, hey, look, man, you you are weak sauce. He's trying to tell, break it to him easily. He goes, he goes, uh, look, bro, uh, you you don't really do much, you know. You do your job, and that's good, and and that's what we need. But as far as advancing, that's never gonna happen because you never take chances, you know. That's really what captains do; they take chances. Just being out here is taking a chance, you know, that kind of thing. And um, Picard comes to this realization that, you know, uh, I'd rather die than become this pathetic person that I am. Which is a weird kind of thing, you know, right? You know, most men in life, uh, they live these lives of um, desperation. You know, they live these lives of what they want to be and who they are. You know, they always... Want to be something bigger and better than they are. At least in my, in my experience. But they lead these boring lives. Picard, on the other hand, was that awesome character who wanted to lead a boring life. And then when given the opportunity, was like, fuck, I'd rather die than become mediocre. The lives that we all live. you know. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're a mediocre person. Sorry, bro. Or sis. But this is the way it is. Dem's dem's of breaks, you know. Dem's of ropes. I forgot what it is. I'm pretty drunk. Um, but uh, yeah, I wonder if that was the case for us mediocre people. If we, although we do probably do fantasize of being a better version than ourselves, you know. I mean, the goal is to try to be better than you were yesterday and try to be that better person today, right? But it's an unattainable goal, and that's okay. But we, we try to strive to be the best that we can, right? But us in our mediocre lives, who wish that we were better people, I wonder if, given the chance, would we be like, fuck, I'd rather die, <laughs> go go back than become that awesome person who does all these excelling things. You know, I'd rather die um, than. Not being mediocre. As opposed to Picard, he'd rather die than being mediocre. Us mediocre people would rather die than becoming awesome. I wonder. It's a good thought experiment. I don't know how that would work. Life isn't binary. (sighs) Neither are the choices that we make. I mean, but then again, I mean, it's an impossible situation. How are you going to be from awesome to having the choice between awesome and mediocre? Shit, that, that gives me thoughts on um, the nature of your life, you know. I, I, mean, I mean, like, this guy had a choice between being mediocre, who he is. Picard, the greatest captain of all time, right? Goat. But, um... Us people, us normal people, we have normal lives. So how could we ever know how to be awesome and then having a choice between being awesome and being mediocre? It's a never That's a never thing. That, that will never happen. I don't think there's a, a case for going from awesome to going backwards to mediocrity. Yeah. But it, it's crazy. It's a good start, right? Let's see if I have... Any other nuggets here of Star Trek? Eh, Slavery, whatever on that. You know, one thing to note about Star Trek is Guinan, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's uh, character. So in season two, I think it is. Yeah, it's got to be season two. Yeah, it's season two. Is it season two? It's got to be. Uh, Guinan comes into the picture. And I remember when I was growing up watching uh, Star Trek. And Guinan's this um, bartender lady. Who is awesome because she is very wise. And that's cool to see in depiction in Star Trek. I mean, they, Star Trek is really cool because it has real well-written characters that don't make sense in reality. I mean... Is super wise. It's like she gets you to the point in which you come up with this kind of rationale, you know, on your own. That's really wisdom, right there. Being told, hey, you know, if you work hard, you can succeed is not a thing you can understand unless you are a person who comes to that understanding on his own, you know, or her own, where, you know, seeing struggle as a thing to move forward, that kind of thing, as opposed to seeing struggle and just getting back on your back, you know. But Gagnon is a particular character in the sense that um, she had a lot of wisdom, a lot of mystery behind her, and who is super ancient, like lives for like thousands of years. Like you see her in 2400, in the year 2400, but she existed in the 1800s, and she looks pretty much the same. So I just hope in this new Picard show, they show Guinan. She is one of my favorite characters. There's countless episodes in which it should be Deanna Troy, and Deanna Troy doesn't really um, do much in this show, but Guinan does a lot. I mean... I mean, okay, okay, okay. I take that back. Deanna Troy and Star Trek. She she says some shit, right? But um, it's not as good as like Guinan, who like fucking asks one question and goes in some weird way, and then the character then comes to a new understanding because of uh, of what she said. Like for instance, there's this episode where. Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, there's an episode where um, Data is going to become a robot slave or some sort because the Starfleet and in its infinite wisdom decides hey, we found this robot person, and if we can make more, we will. Because having a race of robots to do our bidding is way awesome. And, um,. But to do that, you have to kill Data, the ro- main robot. And uh, Picard's way against this. So he's trying to fight against it. And going, they're going back and forth. And it just looks like the more it's argued, the more Data, the robot, seems like a robot and not to be saved. You know, there's more points of killing this fucking thing <laughs> and making uh, a race of robots so, Captain Carr goes to uh, 10-4 at the bar. Starts drinking, whatever the fuck he's drinking. And kind of leads him into this kind of um, ambiguous... Uh, arg- not argument, but, like, story. I mean, it talks about, you know... He proved... Data proved his point. His work and ethic. and Having a rates of data is, is pretty good, you know. You always... There's uh, always civilizations that have uh, taken advantage of uh, a group of people to do their bidding. And basically because Guinan is a black character, it's kind of like race unto itself. And then, you know, Picard's all like, yeah, race and property and people being thought as property, that's fucked up. And he's armed with the wisdom of that, you know. I just like Guinan quite a bit. The original Star Trek is uh, quite interesting as well. You know, they have a lot of speeches there. But it feels like when Picard says a speech, it feels like it's the right thing to say. You know, it's like it was meant to be this way. But then when uh, Captain Kirk does it, it feels more forced. Still good, but it feels forced nonetheless. And um, one episode in particular I thought was interesting when it comes to military life and the woke syndrome is uh, <laughs> there's some wonky situation where Abraham Lincoln is on the bo- on the ship Enterprise or Starship Enterprise. And uh, everyone's kind of dumbfounded by this and he's interacting with the crew and they're all pretty cool and it turns out they're going to fight some alien, whatever. And uh, back in the 60s, you know, black people were still aren't where they are now, you know. It was kind of segregation kind of thing, you know. Um, on Star Trek, the original one, they had this black character named Uhura. She was a communications officer, and she was pretty cool. Well, um, Abraham Lincoln, the guy who is supposed to, you know, help out black people, he starts the civil war, you know, he goes and sees her, and he goes, hey, negress, you know, he, he says that racist word, kind of. And um, he he's very cordial about it, and he calls her that. He apologizes because he's from an archaic time, you know, and he realizes that black people are equal to him, you know. But Uhura does this thing where she's like, you know, we've evolved to the point where... Words don't hurt us. You know, those are just words. You know, it's all about intent. And Abraham Lincoln apologizes again. But then it's like, it's pretty cool because in that instance, you know, Star Trek has demonstrated where people need to go. You know, people get so angry about what things are said. Even if they understand the content, they kind of ignore that aspect and just go with what they what was said you know he said negris and you know she should have took offense but she didn't because she she's comes from an evolved culture and you know i mean it gives you hope to what star trek is you know like I, I want that's where that's where america should go in that direction rather than protesting and shitting on everybody who uh, has a difference of opinion maybe we should like i don't know not be so shitty when words are said, you know? Let's be cool with that. Hmm. you Bloody yawning coming for me. Let me a little sip here. Hmm. Alisa Keys. Alright, so I saw this one video, right? And, um... Alicia Keys got her four-year-old to get a, um... Go into a nail salon and get his nails painted. I got a lot of thoughts about this. So I'm watching this video from this guy called The Amazing Lucas. And what Amazing Lucas is, is the the answer to the counterculture. Dr. Umar Johnson confronted by LBGT, feminist during XC, whatever. Anyways, so you have a culture of, you know, black people. And usually they're Democrats. But he's like the reverse of that. He's a Republican. He's black. So, you know, it's like, it feels like a thing in which he's just doing it so he can get ratings and such. Because he's black. He's on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know. And that's the thing about this whole right versus left. You get people on the right, and this is, see, the left is pretty shitty, I give you that. But this is what this other side does, the right. They um, they get real hardcore about their beliefs, you know, letting loose certain things without even thinking about it. Well, I get, I get it though. Lisa Keys, she talked her kid into getting going to a nail salon because he's like three, you know. She, she, uh, he goes. Her kid's talking about uh, how going to a nail salon is for girls. Now, at this instance, this could be a teaching moment, and this guy comes hard on her on on her for doing this. He's like, how dare she, you know, make him go to a nail salon, and how dare she entertain that thought. Look, if a kid wants to go to nail salon, so be it. But the way she was, like, coming from – now, this is the, the fucked up thing. This is why you have transgender babies, you know, like three-year-olds who say, you know what, uh, I, I'm a boy. And then the, the mother who kind of convinces the kid, well, are you a girl or are, I, are you actually a boy because – i seen the way you ate Cheetos that one time, I think you're a boy. And then, you know, mind fucks the kid, you know, into thinking that the girl is a guy or the guy is a girl, that kind of bullshit. So Lisa Key's on the same path, the same trend in in a way, saying, hey, look, not all – not all – Boys or don't go to nail salons, they go to nail salons, you should go. It's a cool thing. And he's like, Really? Wow. And this is from her mouth. Like she's explaining how she talked her kid into going to a nail salon. Granted, nail salon, not so bad. However, I mean you talked your kid into going. It was he would he didn't want to go. You could explain some shit, but it kind of felt like you pushed the kid. That is the reason why you have three-year-olds, four-year-olds thinking, hey, you know what, I'm I'm not what gender I was born with, I'm something else, because my mommy taught me this, these words, you know, that's how it is, man, these fucking, I don't know what it is, but these mothers get it in their head to try to push a narrative that isn't true. And they do that all the time. They don't mean to, but they do it to their kids. They do it to their husbands. Obviously, you're cheating. Why? Because you looked at your phone. What? You know, that kind of bullshit. Or obviously, you're doing drugs. What? Because you do too much caffeine. What? You know, kind of bullshit like that. Alicia Keys talking about how she forced her kid. Well, not forced. Coaxed her kid into going to a nail salon. That is by far the, you know... Pinnacle of telling their kids what to do. I'm getting drunk. I need food in me. Yesterday. Uh, let's see. Should I do a Navy story? Nah. i let me pause this and get a little sober. Eat some food. Man, did I get hammered last night? I have to say, I was so confused. I was I was listening to the podcast uh, that I recorded last night. It's now Veterans Day, so. We're still within VetCast. I had got some chips in me. I was fucking starving. But, I man, did I get trashed really quick. <laughs> um, I had been drinking heavily before even that time. But, man, it sounds like I'm slurring my fucking words and everything. But let me get some uh, thoughts out while I still can in this VetCast. Uh, I was listening to this podcast where... This one lady, she was she identified herself as Afro Latino and uh, they have rage too. So the big thing in this culture now is pushing the fact that there's not enough equality, right? So you got you got like not enough black representation, not enough Chinese representation. you know what the Asians don't really jump up or anything. So it's mostly black people. And maybe some Latinos, maybe some Latin. You know, Hispanics being like, hey, what about us? But you barely hear them. It's usually just black people, really. Well, here you got an Afro-Latino. This is a black lady and a Latin lady, you know, half and half. And there's not enough of that representation in Hollywood. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So now we got to start going after the halves, you know. And then she also brought up the whole uh, black against black, you know, that's like, uh, the lighter skin people get better jobs than the darker skin jobs, like, uh, I guess Zoe Saldana, the, the chick from, uh, Star Trek or Avatar, or, uh, what other movies is she in? There's Avatar, Gamora, she's Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess she's black and Hispanic, and that's a thing and she gets better jobs than other people because of this color of her skin. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> now it's like it's like we've pushed the narrative so hard on how, you know, black people aren't getting enough representation that we need to hit uh, a new kind of vein of uh, not getting enough representation, African, Latino, and they're not getting represented enough. I mean, people are so fucking hard up to be angry about shit. Now we're, not only are we mad about minorities, now we're the minorities of minorities. I mean, like, honestly, you've got black people, you've got Latin people, and that's a small uh, percentage of America. I mean, it is a, a percentage, nonetheless. It's like 20% or 10%, right? I, I don't know the real math, but it's not it's not that big, right? And then, now you're talking about the haves. The, the Afro Latino, you know that stat is way low. I mean that has to be like super low. There can't be more Afric, African Latino people, more than Black people. You know that just that can't be a thing. You know, <laughs> it can't be more than White people. It's just it's like a minority of a minority, and they're not getting represented. I mean like what what's next? Someone who is African Latino. Uh, Korean, then again, I mean, Asians really get fucked out of all this. So it's like African, Latino, white, you know, we're not getting represented either. This, um, This movement towards representation is eating itself. You know, before, yeah, you had a valid point. Not enough black people, not enough Asian people. I mean... The black people are now getting people who are winning Oscars. They're in movies now. They're getting it now. They're getting all over. They got TV shows and everything that aren't trying to exploit them in some humorous way. They depict them in a strong and powerful way. You know, empire, shit, power, whatever. And then you have, like, prominent people in the black community who have risen to the highest reaches of, um, well, I guess in the entertainment industry. You know, Kanye West and shit like that. Uh, you got Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? He's representing in the science area. So, I mean, it's it's out there, man. Black people are getting represented. Asian people, not so much. Asian people, they're usually like either a kung fu person, and they're just now getting comedy movies. So maybe one day Asians will probably get, uh, uh, I don't know, their Oscar. Who knows? Like, you're like a big budget movie like Mission Impossible or. Uh, Guardians Galaxy. Once you start seeing an Asian guy or girl in a superhero position or like the top of a Western or something like that, then you you know they made it. But it'll be a long time before you get the um, Magnificent Seven, you know, Denzel. There was an Asian there, you know, but that was just, you know, we need Asian representation there. You know, that didn't feel like it was a legit character and he was quiet too. Can't keep them can't let them talk. Um let's see here. Never good. Angry about Latino representation, bitched about TV shows. This lady was just angry. I mean really, she just started like talking about how there's not enough TV shows for African Latinos and then the ones that do have them are like the qualities that aren't—I mean, fuck, man—we're just now getting black people in TV shows, and you fighting for this this little section of people. We're you're you're, you're forgetting the fundamental of the argument. We really shouldn't see people as a skin color arrays. We should start seeing people as like people, and if they're good for the part, they're good for the part. I mean, maybe there's some hidden game here that I don't know. Maybe maybe there is some kind of a thing where the producer goes, "Not not white enough." Not black enough, or something like that. Not Asian enough. I think once we move away from this whole concept of, you know, what, um, what, what a nationality is, or what sex. Once we can move away from that and just cast people purely on their skill alone, their merit. Olympics, you know, only the best can play in the Olympics. It's not like you're like, oh, we didn't get an Asian person. We didn't get a uh, Korean per, or that's the same thing. Right? <laughs> we didn't get a Russian person this time. I mean fuck, just just get the best of the best and call it a day. The more we keep pushing the narratives of we're not getting represented in this space, we're just promoting racism and it will never end. Uh, another thing I wanna talk about in this podcast was uh gun control. You know, if you're talking about Veterans Day, you gotta talk about gun control, right? Because it's like a Republican thing, like by military by proxy, you should be Republican, right? Give me them fucking guns. <sighs> so I was listening to some podcasts about gun control, and I thought I heard two arguments, right? On the Republican side, you always have the it's a mental issue, it's a mental disorder, it's not the pe- person getting a gun. If if they had the ability, they could stab people. And I'm like, Get the fuck out of here. He ain't stabbing like 60 people. This is not happening. Um, and you're not going to ban knives either. That's just a stupid thing. And um, what is it? A mental disorder? Like, they, they can make bombs. I'm all like, if they have the ability to make bombs, then that means that they have effort within themselves because I would rather make bombs and shoot a bunch of people because you can kill way more people so if I'm a murderer or like a crazy person I would rather build a bomb but see the problem is the people shooting up these schools and shit like that are fucked up fundamentally they don't have the patience to make a bomb they don't have the patience to do a lot of things they just can't if they did they probably wouldn't shoot up the school I mean that's that's my logic train on that one. I, I just I don't think that the person who has the ability to read things and put things together uh, has the um, the feelings of shooting a school. Even if they want to blow up a school, they're able to do all that other work. They're probably able to do a lot of things, and so therefore they're not. Shooting up schools. Now the people shooting up these schools are impatient, petulant kids who get a hold of guns. It's the way it is. That that being said, if you did, there is an argument for if you if you didn't have any guns, that those those people wouldn't have the ability to make bombs because they're fucking lazy and pathetic. They wouldn't have that, you know. They would probably stab people, and that's not that much person shooting a person like a M16 or some shit I think the argument is nuanced and I think that the, the reasoning of taking guns away is a stupid one only in the sense that this the guy it's like you're not understanding the logic of these people you know of all these peoples people are not understanding logic of other peoples that's how this is groups of people a group of people are buying the shit out of AK47s and M16s and Fucking high-powered rifles. That guy isn't shooting up a school. For them to afford that, they can't, um... They, they don't have that brain for shooting people up. There is an argument for, like, the random rich guy who just snapped. But that's, like, rare. Super rare. Like, uh... The guy who has AK-47 and 10 of them, that's not the guy who, who you need to take his guns away. That guy is fundamentally fucked up. I mean, if he's buying guns at that level, it's a power trip. And if you try to take that dude's power, he's gonna fucking rebel. So I don't think that trying to take away that dude's guns is gonna work. His kid, who on the other hand, will probably get one of those guns and shoot up a school because he's working so hard to get those guns. He's probably neglecting his kid. You know, I think this whole gun argument's a very nuanced thing. I think the reality is. Um, trying to take people's guns isn't going to work in the sense that you're just going to start more trouble than needed because most people are going to fight back. I mean, not, not Bob who has a handgun. No, we're talking about Robert <laughs> who has like 50 AK-47s. There's a reason he did that. You know, he, he, he may have said, yeah, I'm doing this for recreation and maybe some aspect is true. But that piece, that guy, that guy who bought them AK-47s, he's going to fight back. He's going to snap because he's been waiting to snap. I mean, like, for real, like, what do you need a lot of guns like that for? You know, I get you getting a handgun for self-defense. I get you if you have a shotgun for self-defense or the one rifle for self-defense. But the motherfucker who has, like, ten of those things, that guy ain't doing that for self-defense. That, that guy is arming up. I mean, it is a power trip, you know, but he's arming up, thinking that the, what the government's going to take him down and he's going to fight the government. Look, if we're in a position where the government takes over, I don't think uh, Homeboy with the many guns is the guy to start a rebellion, you know. I just think that a person in this day and age who wants to start a rebellion will have a mind on them. And with that mind, be able to spit out rhetoric where other people will understand. It resonates with the other people and it grow from there. I don't think that people with guns and shit in the guns is the person... Say the government start taking over, right? And they're just fucking... Just, just killing people left and right. That guy who has been hoarding his guns, he may feel vindicated that he did prep for the time but lo and behold that guy isn't all there you know the guy who's like fucking hoarding weapons you know and in a very you know, very peaceful time is is a crazy person i mean that's just the way it is anyone thinks otherwise i don't know you're fucked up too you're just trying to defend a point you know it's totally okay to buy all those guns you can buy shoes yeah my shoes ain't gonna kill anybody you know some people click cars, yeah, but I'm not gonna drive every single one of those cars into people. You know, I could drive the one. You know, you're buying weapons of murder. You know, that's what they do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can hunt deer with the one gun. Why do you have to have ten? You're, like, well, you know, golf clubs. You know, people buy a lot of golf. Eating. So once again, man, you ain't killing anyone with no golf clubs. I mean, you bought weapons for express purpose of killing. I mean, that's what that is. That's what those things do. And if you haven't connected those thoughts, you're just in denial. But like like I said, it's very nuanced. I don't think uh, America could take those guns from those guys without a fight. That would be a fight. I think that would just cause more harm than good. If you just put in a law, hey, give us your guns. I mean, I think what needs to be done is... You gotta change the perception of guns. You gotta educate the young. It'll take a couple generations, but it should be so. For instance, cigarette smoke. At one time, it was thought it was cool to smoke. It was, uh, it was good, and they tried to take away cigarettes, and are like, "Fuck you guys! How dare you?" But over time, with propaganda, which you know is good for this instance, you know, people just grew up and. The generation got to a point where it was like, hey, look, these are bad for me. You know, I shouldn't get these. Well, it took a long time for that to happen. 60 plus years or so, maybe more, of propaganda aimed towards the children. How, how uh, cigarettes are bad. I think that's the way to get guns out of hands. You know, people want now, 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 now. But life isn't about now. It's about hard work and struggle you know so like if if we were to educate our young meanwhile you know a lot of people dying from gunshots and shit about you know how you don't need guns to be happy then i would say over time it would just dwindle on its own you may think that's stupid what you're proposing you know because you know you can't educate guns out of people's hands well i give you this Guns have no neurological or, as we know, any physiological effect on a person in the sense that I don't get a gun, I don't get high. You know, Maybe there's some dopamine of me owning a gun, but there's no physical high to it, not like nicotine. Nicotine is by far designed to addict you, just like caffeine. I mean, it's in there. It hits the same receptors that, you know, as you ingest or however you take it, it makes you addicted to it. Just like sugar, I mean, these are very strong chemical reactions that make it so really hard for you to get off of this shit. Guns don't do that. It's not like you imbibe a gun. You know, there's nothing a gun does to any kind of receptor in your brain. I mean, yeah, there maybe receptors as a sense of like owning a car or something like that, but um, that's just the way it is. And if we are able to get people away from something that really is like Creates an addiction in you, you know, and, and a powerful one at that because people, even knowing that uh, cigarettes will kill you slowly, people kept smoking. So, I mean, like, and we were able to get people away from that. If we're able to do that, then we can probably do it with guns because there's no actual addiction factor there in that, in the sense of like a physiological thing, like it, like, oh man, my, my hands shake if I don't get this. I mean. You can you can probably educate that out, just like we did with cigarettes. So I think that's the key. And as for now, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's already illegal to shoot a school. So even if you put restrictions, those people are still gonna get them guns. How are they gonna get those guns from their dads, their moms? Borrow it from a friend. I think education's the key. I think that's the key. And it's like I'm not anti-takeaway guns or pro-takeaway guns. I just think that. The problem about guns is very nuanced and it's very complicated, you know, there's a lot of things. But I don't think taking guns away would work because people would fight back. And you'd probably get guns away from the people who actually need them, you know, like say it was just rifles. You're still going to have people fighting back, you know, and that just cause a lot of problems. And people would protest and it, it would just spiral out of control. Yeah, education's the key. I wonder why no one's invented anything. We stopped inventing things long ago. Like, how can, we can't invent something where it creates a chemical reaction where powder doesn't go off when hit and ignited. I mean, yeah, we were trying to start a fire while well, it's raining. It's pretty hard. I mean, or even when it's not raining, if the moisture's in the air and you're trying to light a fire... On these woods and stuff. It's really hard because the moisture's in the air. There's got to be a thing you could invent. To create instant moisture in the air. Or some shit like that. Where guns don't work. I don't know. Maybe maybe that little nugget will get out there to the ether. And maybe someone will hear me. And uh, invent that. I, I do think a lot of problems can be solved with inventions. We've just moved away from that. If we had a society of science and philosophers. I think that our... Great country could be greater, you know. I think Trump was fucked up when he goes make America great again. He, his his slogan should have been make America greater or something like that. I mean, you want to aspire to be better, not backwards. And if we were good back then, you know, would we want to be better than before? So even then, you would say make America better than before. So either way, um, all aspects of everything. You know, you want to go forward, but to say make America great again, it's like, when the fuck was it like, what aspect was it great? And why would you want to go to that static uh, state, you know, in the sense that say the 80s were the best time ever, wouldn't you want to be better than the 80s? So once again, make America better than the 80s? I don't know. That's what I think about that whole term. I don't think they really thought that one through. I think was it was on purpose to come up with that slogan in the '80s because that's an old slogan, "Make America Great Again." MAGA. I think that um, slogan is just um, supposed to ignite rage on the Democrats and like get people talking and shit, you know. So they you know create publicity. This racist motherfucker. But then again, you know what? Reagan, who was a Democrat, wasn't he? Didn't he use that phrase, too, because of Roger Stone? I don't know. Oh, man. Um, let, me, let me throw out another Navy story. In her hair, she wore a yellow ribbon. I remember when I was in boot camp, um, they would never let us pee. I mean, they do, but it was like constantly you couldn't go to the bathroom. It just sucked to be you. And I knew this. I knew this aspect. Um, I would, would, uh, I would just eat very light, (laughs) you know, I just make sure that not to eat too much, stay away from dairy, that kind of fucking thing. Anything that would get me going to shit, you know, I just wouldn't eat too much. I would eat like a fucking pack rat or whatever the fuck animal eats less, like a prisoner. I don't know. And, uh, there's countless times of us pissing ourselves. I never pissed myself or shat myself. I came close, but I didn't. Uh, I remember one, one time we were sitting. They were doing what I think GMT. They call it general military training. They're all teaching us shit, right? I don't know what it was, but we had to sit there. We we're not allowed to use the bathrooms. One guy, his name was Williams, good guy, taught me how to f- make my bed. That's a thing. <laughs> they fucking shit on you for not making your bed right. Um, not like literally shit on you. That would kind of fuck be fucked up. You learn your lesson, though, what they did. Anyways, Williams, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, he just starts peeing himself. Right there. And I go, Williams, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? He goes, he wouldn't let us go. So I just pee. I said, fuck it. And I looked at him, and there was like a dead look in his face. It was, it's just because, like, it sucked. <laughs> they never let you pee. They always shat on you. It was like, they're. I guess they're trying to break you, but psychologically. Because they don't want to, like, actually physically hurt you. I think I, I don't know, man. I think I'd rather take physical damage than psychological. Like, because that's what they fucking did. They're always in your head, you know. And they got this, they broke this guy. <laughs> they they broke this motherfucker because he just pissed himself. And he was just like, okay with it. Fuck him. I'm just going to pee myself. You're going to let us pee? I'm going to pee myself. I was like, all right. Uh, I'm going to sit over here now. <laughs> So there was a lot of pissing yourself and shitting yourself. I remember one time we were walking in marching formation. It was cold. It was in Chicago. We did this shit in the winter, and um, which is good. I think I'd rather do shit in the winter than in the summer. Imagine being hot. You can't get out of it. Anyways, we're walking. This one dude, I forgot his name. I think it was Coleman or something like that. We're walking, marching, and homeboy just fucking pissed right on the side. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> like, <laughs> he goes, "Fuck! I got pee." <laughs> so he's, we're walking and he's pissing sideways. Shit, man! They didn't notice that. That was like the craziest fucking thing. Talk about a rebel, you know? I think that's rebellious in a way. You know? I know it's fucking nasty with peeing, but a man who is fucking scared shitless of everybody and rather run out and piss into a toilet because that would be, and many times easier you just fucking pissed while we we're walking and we're walking he's pan they just let you piss yourself all the time dude they fucking hated you that's what it felt like well i remember one time we were uh that's a one war story military sorry this is fucking funny i think it's funny so okay we're in boot camp all right this is along the lines of pissing yourself This one guy, I slept on the top bunk. Uh, This other guy, he slept on the top bunk. He was across from me. And um, he wakes up and he goes, somebody peed on me. I go, what? What the fuck happened? He goes, somebody peed on me because I got pee everywhere. and The pee was on the area where his crotch was. And I'm like, dude, I think you pissed yourself. And there was roving guards throughout the... um, Throughout the night. So like everyone had to spend two hours. Guarding everything you know. So you would take your turns. Walking around. uh, You know at night. So. What this guy proposes. Is that somebody. At night. Who's dead tired. Because we were always dead tired. Purposely. Woke up. uh, Snuck Snuck, uh, climbing up onto this the top rack and peed on this dude, dude's crotch. Meanwhile, ducking the guards as they're walking past him. And um, this dude did not wake up, and that's what he did. And I was, I told him that, and he goes, "Nah, bro, I didn't pee myself. I'm not a bitch like that." Now we go, cool. <laughs> They broke his ass. They broke him. I mean, that's a crazy way of thinking, you know. (laughs) It's like when given the truth of things, you know, you still like going to continue on that path of being lied or lying to yourself. I I wonder if you truly believe that. It kind of looked like you did. I remember one time somebody peed on someone's towel. That was intense. I was like, talk about passive aggressive. They had to pee. They peed on a towel. Somebody peed in someone's canister one time. I was like, "Fuck, savage." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a uh, that's boot camp, and peeing. Let's see what else do I got going on here. Uh, where's the phone? Oh, okay. Well, Hong Kong is killing people. Hong Kong police are killing their own people. It's kind of a weird thing. So as of now, in 1111, Hong Kong is protesting China because China came up with this uh, law in which if they think that you're – if you pose a threat to China in any way, like any kind of, oh, yeah, you're going to sell secrets or whatever, you have to um, be sent to China jail. And what China jail is this. Here I am, Chinese, Chinese Chinese government, I point at you and say, you have secrets, and then we take you. And you never see the light of day. We do whatever the fuck we want to you until we find out whatever we want. And say it's Bob, Chinese Bob. Chinese Bob is walking around, I just point to him. And Chinese Bob is a nobody. He has nothing to do with anything. Because I have the power, I can just take you and kill you. And to some black site or whatever. Because I have that power. And that's what the power they have over there in China. They're 100% um, tyrannical in that respect. And um, <laughs> they want to... Because Hong Kong is its own thing. They want to say, hey, look. We want this power over you guys. So Basically, you have a government official. And if they suspect that government official... Of like any kind of spy work or anything like that, they could take that guy. So the next guy, say he wants to vote Hong Kong an independent country or some shit like that. Well, Bob, I didn't like. I don't like your proposal. Sounds a little bit spyish. I'm gonna take you away. The next guy, you're what happened to Bob? Right? Yeah. You uh, you think about proposing anything like that? Hell, fuck no. Once they have the power to take you away forever, then pretty much they have all the power. And it's a a deceitful kind of power because it doesn't seem like much, right? Well, yeah, as long as I'm good, I can do whatever I want. Well, you may think you're good, but when I go to try you, I can make up whatever the fuck I want. Because I just suspect you. They can suspect you and then take you. There's no trial or anything. That's, that's the power they have. They can just snatch you from life, you know, under the guise of, well, we're just interrogating them. Oh, we found it, you know. And <laughs> there's so many things that can go wrong with that, you know. I mean, that kind of power, you know, given to, say, China is like the perfect being. Yeah, and they only, they actually only get the bad people. That's okay. But that's not, that's not the reality. You know, they're people too. And Hong Kong doesn't want to give them that power. So people are protesting. This is one of those laws that just got passed. And um, as always, we always have laws that just get passed, you know, net neutrality and all that. And um, they're protesting that. They're like, fuck this. This is bullshit. There's nothing they can do, right? But they can get shot. It's weird, too, because the Hong Kong police are like, they're caught up in it. Trying to enforce the law. They don't don't mean to shoot people. They just feel threatened. I I don't know. That's a rough situation. What needs to happen is the police need to band together and not try to stop the protesters. But it's it's fucked up because the protesters are doing shit too. You know, Hong Kong pe- police are just trying to protect the other people, so it's it's a it's a weird thing. Like, what do you do? What the fuck do you do? The protesters are kind of right. I mean, it's wrong to like what the Hong Kong, what the Chinese government wants to do. And the Chinese government's like, "Hey, man, chill the fuck out. This shit's still happening." <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyone who's for that that policy is, oof, you're pretty fucked up in the head. It's not nuanced at all. It's you don't want to give the power to uh, a, a group of people who just can just take you and then try you for nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it for this podcast. I only got to an hour. Jeez, this vet cast, a vet cast for me as well as a vet cast for you. Let's see, do I have any other Veterans Day uh, stories? Veterans Day sucks for me nowadays because it's not like, like I'm in San Diego, in, in, in like other parts of the country. They're like, "Hey, military, San Diego," because the military is a strong presence. They fucking don't give a fuck. <laughs> nah, they're, they're specials. So you can go to certain places to eat, but family-wise, doesn't fucking matter. Unless you're like a Marine, but even then, I think that my life w- wouldn't allow it. You know, it's like it's like a passing thought. You know, I wish I had a Veterans Day where my wife's like, "Yay!" Every year, it's like, "Oh, it's Veterans Day." Oh, I didn't know. Or you know what? Now, now because I made a big deal about it a couple years back. Yeah, I get the uh, text, <laughs> happy Veterans Day at the most, that's about it. I try to just take the day off though, and but my day off is consisting mostly of taking care of my kid because, you know, he, he doesn't have school either, so really Veterans Day is mostly me taking care of my kid and just relaxing, and then, uh, and then I make dinner because my wife is working, she doesn't take Veterans Day off or anything like that. Like, and you would think that you would get something on the weekend, but you don't really get anything either. That's just a relationship issue. I made, I made my feelings clear on it. I was like, hey, look, it'd be nice if, you know, you know, you'd be, you know, give me some praise or something like that. Do something for me. But, and the reality is, that's just not our dynamic, you know. I have to just accept it, you know. That's really what it is. I mean, like... Most of life and being an adult is accepting the things that happen. It's not like there's no physical, bodily harm. Emotionally, it sucks, but if I can get past that, all I have to do is steal myself, you know, just uh, become more humble, you know. It's not about me, it's about everybody else. And then just die, you know, <laughs> live my entire life serving others. And then just, you know, anytime I ask for something, you know, just recognize that's just being selfish. And uh, that's it. And, the more, I mean, it's not like an instant thing. I just have to focus and breathe and think about how my life is about others, not myself. And that's a hard thing, you know. Every once in a while, that that person inside me is like, Hey, it'd be nice if I got some good, good thoughts, good comments. <laughs> how dare you, you know. Don't think like that. Your life is about struggle. And that, that is life. Struggle. And overcoming these difficulties, you know. And that's it. That's how winning's done. You know, getting hit and moving forward. Yeah. If you don't, you just die. Or just keep going backwards. So, always forward. Always move forward. Fellow, fellow veterans, <laughs> life is going to punch you in the face psychologically, just like bootcat. You know, <laughs> You know, and that's way worse than physically. See, with physical, you can at least say, see, I got a wound here. Psychological, it's all in your mind. Shit just stays there you know, and uh, life is all about psychological pain, you know, physical pain, eh, everyone can get behind you on that, psychological pain, it'll never end, and I I feel bad for all of you vets, the ones who are less than animals, that's a law, I saw, an order, I saw that uh, they want to make it a felony if you attack a dog, or a cats or something like that's a felony meanwhile you can kick a homeless person that's not a felony misdemeanor at most maybe assault (laughs) so as always you fellow vets move forward you know accept your losses accept it all and then learn from it move forward you know don't get in this static state of trying to get yours life isn't about getting yours it's about helping others, and that's just the way it is. And, uh, I mean, Jesus was able to die on a cross. I mean, the least you could do is just live life and give to others forever until you die. As always, be the better person than you were yesterday. Stay is